We are The Table, and we are so glad that you have taken time out of your week to join us. Here at The Table, it is our hope to move you forward in life and faith over the course of this message. At The Table, we do things just a bit differently. We pose questions in real time, and we want to give you some time to wrestle with those questions as well. Again, thanks for joining us, and we hope that this message moves you forward. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know about you. Sometimes I don't have the strength to use a whole bunch of words or sing on key. Sometimes I don't know what to say when you bring me the concerns of your heart. Sometimes it beats me down when you call and say I, I was taking steps forward, but life hit me and now I've had a setback. Sometimes I don't know how to respond to that, to you. But I immediately go into my quiet place. Oh, and all I know how to say is Jesus. All I know how to cry out is the name of Jesus because he changes things. He fixes things. He heals what cannot, what the doctors say cannot be healed. He reconciles when, when somebody says it's on the verge of divorce and, and all this foolishness. What I'm telling you is that recovery is there with Jesus. So I thank you if you took that step, if you were bold enough in your faith to look crazy. See, I'm not worried about looking crazy in front of nobody. Because when the world driving me crazy, all I know how to do is have crazy faith. I'm going to help somebody today if I don't do nothing but preach to myself. Because this life thing is hard. Life can get tough. Anybody in here just by a show of hands ever been hit with something tough in life? Anybody in here is fighting for your life right now? The life as you knew it. The life as you know, everything is just in shadow. It's just in shambles. It's broken. It's in pieces. Lord have mercy. How many of you know that it don't have to stay that way? And God knew that we would experience brokenness. We would experience and have moments that everything seemed shattered. Oh, but I cannot tell you today, God gave me a message for today to pick up the pieces. That's our subject for today, to pick up the pieces. And God told me to tell you today, he had an answer from the beginning. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I wish you would have caught that. He had an answer from the very beginning. It wasn't something that he had to conjure up. It wasn't something that had to come a fresh idea. He had the solution in the beginning. Lord have mercy. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for being a living God. Today, right now, in this moment, shout Jesus. That's always been the answer. Jesus. 
today in our brokenness, in those spaces that we need to see you most. God, I pray you bring to the forefront of vulnerability in each one of us. Speak to our situation. Not the collective whole, speak to every individual. So they will see how you love them from the beginning. Father in heaven, you are awesome. You are amazing. If there's anything that stops us from receiving a word from you today, I ask now that you forgive us. We rebuke all things that the enemy is trying to cause as a blockade for you getting through today. You are a mighty God. You are awesome. We can trust you. And you loved us. And we love you back. To God be the glory. Let all God's people say amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. You may be seated. Jesus for the family. Jesus. My God. I thank you for being here with me. I thank you for being here with us. Welcome to the table. If you haven't noticed, we might sometimes do things a little bit different. And I don't mind. You know why? Because I like talking about Jesus. I like learning about Jesus. I like watching Jesus do his thing. I'm not worried about what you think. You're going to leave here talking about, I went to this church and this man ain't preached a word and he running around screaming Jesus. And I'll do it again. I bet I will. Why? Because I know you don't have to say it. The Spirit of the Lord reveals things. You are human, and we all go through. The only difference is, is when, either when you get through it, you got to learn how to shout hallelujah. See, I have a hard time sitting down. I have a hard time sitting down for a Jesus that got up on the cross for me. I find that that's, that's, I'm, not, I'm not talking about what I'm just saying what I'm saying. I'm talking about what I'm talking about. That's just how it is sometimes. So if I get a little excited, my bald head get the glisten, I'll wipe it. Pay attention to the words. Amen. Amen. Today, our scripture is picking up, our title is Picking Up the Pieces. Somebody said we're going to learn today. Yeah, we're going to learn today. We're going to walk through several scriptures. And as I tell you every single time, Every scripture that I put up, it'll be there for you to read it. I don't care if you take pictures of it. Whatever you got to do, you notate it for yourself. You go back and read it for yourself. You go seek understanding for yourself. I don't care who it is. You can love them and honor them and all that. You can give them the most high respect, but the word of God is for every individual. Your faith is built because of what you hear, what you read, what you experience. You don't need to go through nobody to get you some Jesus. Man, I'm trying to help y'all. could have said, now this half of the room said amen or come on or something. If y'all would have said it, we'd have left. I'd have been like, you know what? They got it. Let's go. It's always this section over here. No. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to be in John, the third chapter. This is part three of our broken series. We've been talking about trying to gain an understanding of why Jesus being crucified was necessary. So we've been exploring the things that were broken 
so we can understand what he was fixing. Amen? All right, so John, the third chapter. I'm going to read seven verses for you, starting in verse number 14. Everybody got it? Say amen. This side of the room again. Amen. Amen. There it is. (laughs) And let's go. That's right. And the text reads, And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him. And the judgment, catch this, the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light. For their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it. For fear their sins will be exposed. For those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Amen. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Verse 19 says... And the judgment is based on this fact and this fact alone. God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light. We're talking about the things that were broken. A world that would love the darkness more than the light. Huh. I know when I was a kid, I was afraid of the dark. I didn't think I was afraid of the dark until I saw a movie that had some things lurking in the dark that then I went to my room. I don't know what took my family so long to know This was going to scare me half to death. But they allowed me to watch it up until the point they said, dog, this is too scary. You're going to have nightmares. You ought to go to your room and go to bed. (laughs) See, I didn't realize I was afraid of the dark until I saw something lurking in the dark that scared me. And then when I went into my room where it was supposed to be dark when you go to sleep, I combated my fear of the darkness by keeping the lights on. Stay there. So the interesting thing about God is that he is the same all the time. And the interesting thing about God's word is that he gives us such insight to who he is and what he's about and his nature and his character from the very beginning. There's literally nothing in the word of God. That if you recognize and understand from the beginning 
how he would have handled it, what he thinks about it, and what he expects for his children to do. Okay. I know you're like, uh, I don't know about that. So instead of focusing on John, let us go back to Genesis chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1, some of y'all know this, some of you don't in the beginning. God created the what heaven and the earth. The earth was formless and it was empty and it was dark. And the Spirit of God hovered over the surface of the waters. And then God said, what did he say? Let there be what? Light. So clearly, from the very beginning, God wanted to make it clear that the light was something critical to everything he was creating. Everybody with me? Okay. So here's what my question to you is, and it's rhetorical. But I always think it's interesting when we want to know what somebody said, why we don't just go to the source of who said it. We have this thing where we like to do secondhand stuff, like the telephone game. Y'all know the telephone game. There's some of y'all in here right now that's going to butcher everything I say in this moment. You're going to leave out of here and say, church was great today. And somebody's going to say, what was the message about? You're going to be, uh, well, he's scared of the dark. <laughs> but when you don't get it from the source, you have this ability to, to kind of mix things up. But can I tell you, if you want to be blessed by God, you got to go get it firsthand. You got to go get it for yourself. And there's nothing wrong with secondhand stores, the goodwill, play it again, the Salvation Army, etc. But when it comes to God, you be wise to go get it firsthand. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you like this. The way the world out there is set up, we don't have no time for no secondhand believers. We don't have no time for no secondhand Bible readers. No secondhand prayer warriors, no secondhand worshipers. We need to be all hands on deck. So, what better place to understand what God said, when He said it, and what He meant by it than to go to His very first words in Genesis? See, it's incredible that we need to understand these three things. Write these three things down. Y'all ready? Know what he said. Understand what he meant by what he said. And respond to what he said the way he expects you to. We'll say those three things again. Know what he said. Number two, understand what he meant by what he said. And number three, respond to what he said the way he expects you to. In Genesis, that first chapter, in those first few verses, verse number three, God says, let there be light. And let me tell you, that's what he said, but you need you to understand what he meant. God used light to separate the darkness. 
I want you to catch this. He said, let there be light in order to separate from the darkness. And then he uses light to separate everything else. All right, let's go. Genesis 1 and 4 says, and God saw that the light was what? Good. Then he separated light from the darkness. So catch this, as we continue in Genesis, as we continue in those next several verses, I'm just going to give you the Cliff Notes version, but you can go back and read it. God uses the light to separate the day from the night. God creates a vegetation and landscape, and those things, in order to grow and to bear fruit and to bear seed, they need the light to grow. He says, let, he put lights in the sky to separate the day from the night and let the signs mark the seasons, the days, and the year. Again, God is using light. The animals and the livestock that he create, guess what they eat? The vegetation that's dependent on the light. To... Are you following me here? God is using light as the demarcation of everything because the light is good. So then we continue in Genesis chapter 1, and we get down to verse number 26. And you see these words. Then God said. See, again, you got to know what did God say. Read the book. He'll tell you. The scriptures tell us what did God say. So in verse 26, he says this. Then God said. Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish and the sea, the birds and the sky, the livestock, all of the wild animals of the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. He said, God said, and then in 27, it said, so God created. Notice how God says a thing, and then he does a thing. See, we see this at the very beginning. God says a thing, and he does a thing. So that means when he says it, he has an intended purpose for the reason he said it. My Lord, here we go. God created human beings in his own image. Can I help you with this? The image of God included the light. Oh, man, this is going to get good if you hold on. Strap in. The image of God included the light. Now, some of you might be saying, how could that be? Somebody say it. I'm so glad you asked. How could it be? How could it be? Well, we were created with the light. There was something that broke us away from the light. And then light needed to be Restore. How do I know that light was there? Because in the beginning, God said, let there be. He said it. It happened. It was. So it existed because the same creator that created it created me, and he created me in his image. Man. So what happened to break us away from the light? Remember, those three things I told you to put a pen in and remember? Know what he said? 
What was the second one? Understand what he meant. What was the third one? Respond the way he expects. Oh, man. So how did we get broken from the light? Well, it don't take much, but go to Genesis chapter 3, verse number 1. The serpent was the shrewdest of all wild animals the Lord had made. I'm going to stop right there for a second. If he made it, then he knew what it was capable of, correct? Okay. One day, he asked the woman, the serpent, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Well, if Eve would have known what he said, if Eve would have been clear about what he said, man, I'm telling you, y'all could have said three amens, one hallelujah, one hand thing, we would have been gone. If Eve would have been clear on what God said, we could have avoided a whole big old giant mess. But she didn't know what he said. And, and then when she had an idea of what he said, what she didn't understand is what he and because she didn't understand what he meant, then she didn't know the right way to. Okay. Okay, so what does this have to do with the light and the brokenness? Because one little decision can shatter everything. One little decision when you do it without understanding God's point of view. When you do something and you haven't consulted with God, know what God meant by it, what he intended for you, the way he created you and what he created you for. When that is not clear, beloved, you will mess around and make a decision that will break everything. Here we are talking about being broken. Why? Why do we need Jesus? Why is it necessary for us to go through this? But the word of God tells us that this one little thing had a big impact. It shattered everything. It broke our covenant, our relationship, our closeness, our kinship. It broke it between man and God. That one decision. Here's the thing that we have to understand. Have you ever felt that cute ain't there? Hey, y'all, can I tell you this, is that we have to understand that those small decisions make big things. We have to understand God's intention behind things. Here's where it gets really, really good. That makes me declare the name of Jesus. It's because in Genesis, after all those things that God creates, he says these things are so good. Then he creates man. And he gives man dominion over all of it. So how could it be that we are living in a world now carrying the weight of the world when the Lord gave us the power and authority and dominion over that very world? Because it got broken. Because somehow it flipped when our perspectives are all wrong. How can you have dominion if you don't have light, 
How can you have dominion if you don't have light? Because in the dark, everything looked bigger. You ever been walking down the street, the light shine over your head, and you got a seven-foot shadow? You got a seven-foot shadow because it's the darkness. Lord, have mercy. It is the darkness that is stopping the light from shining through, so it's casting a shadow that seems so much bigger than what you really... Man, I hope y'all are catching this. This is good. Oh, my goodness. So then how do we get our dominion back? How do we flip this thing back over? How does the shattered become whole? How does the sick become healed? Well, how does your last chance become your next chance? How is because of the lights? John, the first chapter, chapter verses one through five here is where it all gets connected. John, the first chapter, it's our last scripture. I hope you've been making notes. John 1, verses 1 through 5, in the beginning, the Word already existed. I've been telling you, you ought to know what God said. When God spoke a thing, it was a thing. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning. Ooh, you catch that? He. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. And nothing was created except through him. Lord have mercy. The word gave life to everything that was created. Now there's your hallelujah moment. And his life brought light to everyone. Lord have mercy. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Hallelujah. Because we were created like him, then it's only right for us to share in his nature and accept to respond the way that he would want us to respond. You were created in light. You were created through light. And because of the light, you were supposed to be separated from the darkness. Because you were created by the light, in the light, and through the light, you are supposed to be separated from the darkness. Because God created at the beginning light to be separate from darkness. Can I tell you today, if you find yourself in a dark place, it's time for you to come on home. It's time for you to come on home because that's not your rightful place. That is not your rightful place. When he spoke and created, the word of God says he created good things. And the light was good. And he used the light 
to separate everyone from the darkness. When we don't know what God said, when we don't understand what God meant, when we don't respond to the tricks of the enemy in the way God expects us to respond, then we open the door for the darkness to come in. But that ain't your spot. That's not my spot. That's not your spot. Children, that's not where you belong. You believe you belong in the light of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is critically important that we understand this resurrection time, this resurrection season, Easter season, Good Friday, Palm Sunday, Good Friday. This is all about understanding what Jesus went through, but I need you to understand why it was necessary. And it wasn't just necessary for them, he did it for such a time as this. Yeah, you weren't here when Eve was here, but I guarantee you there's somebody, there's something in your life that's trying to get you to question what did God really say? That's trying to play a trick on you in your head, in your mind. No, he don't really love you like that. Got you questioning how good God is even though it's plenty of evidence in your life. Trying to tell you that he can't save you, you don't deserve it, you're too far gone, you're too far in the dark. Can I tell you something? I don't care how dark it is, the smallest of light will shine and it cannot be extinguished. So as we prepare to take communion today, before, I know it's not first Sunday, we tend to take communion whenever we good and well feel like it. Because the Word of God says, whenever you do it, do this in remembrance. So I like to remember. Before you open this, to partake in this sacrament of Holy Communion, which they took, and Jesus was fully aware that his days were numbered. But he wanted them to understand the thing that I want you to understand right now. He had something that he had to do because it was necessary for bringing back light when the world was going to go dark. He realized that it was the light that was with God from the beginning that the world would try to separate. And here we are in 2023 with this wafer remembering the very thing that Jesus sat at that table letting his disciples know. I'm going to give of my body and I'm going to shed my blood so that light in the world 
would be restored. Take and eat. On that day, he took the cup. And it was a prequel to the freedom that we would have from sin and dark places. In Jesus' name, the blood he shed, each time we do so, we take and drink in remembrance of him. This is the word of our God, the living word of our Father, His Son, and by His Spirit, we are healed, made whole, and we have life. In Jesus' name. If this message challenged you and moved you forward, personally or in faith, we encourage you to share it with someone who needs a message of hope today. And if you're interested or looking for ways to partner with us in our mission here at the table, head on over to thetablejoliet.org for more information.